0: Brent Martineau. You see him every day on CBS 47, Fox 30, Action Sports Jacks. Austin Lane. He's a former Jags star and current MMA fighter.
1: Broadcasting live from the Anna and Levine studio.
2: This is Action Sports
1: Jacks on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com. The one constant through all the years, Ray, has been Baseball. America has rolled by like an army of steamrollers. It's been erased like a blackboard, rebuilt and erased again. But baseball has marked the time. This field, this game, is a part of our past, Ray. It reminds us of all that once was good, and it could be again. People will come, Ray. People will most definitely come.
0: That's kind of appropriate. It reminds us of what was good. But people come, are not no, coming. No,
1: unfortunately not.
0: <laughs> oh man, it's opening day in Major League Baseball. Kind of. I mean, there's a couple of games, and tomorrow will be a big one. I love it. Scott's all over like it, man. man. I like it. We fired up for the show. Didn't even ask him to do this. No, but it's like I said, he was here last
2: year for it too, as well. I remember because he played some music and everything. And the year before that, got us all fired up. Yeah.
0: Did we have like? uh, Didn't we have one time? Was it already last year, or was it earlier this year when we had Cracker Jacks and peanuts? And uh, I I remember bringing them in. but Was that that for pitchers and catchers? No, I think that was a year ago. That was last year, pitchers and catchers. Last year. Wow. I think that was last year. I think I think I still have leftover Cracker Jacks. <laughs> I'm sure they're still good, man. <laughs> Caramel? I don't know. Can it go bad? Hey, this is one of those days where you got to put up with us baseball lovers, the nostalgia, baseball's back. And I get it. Baseball's not for everybody. But baseball's cool in the sense of field of dreams. Did you see what Major League Baseball, no, MLB Network put out today? I retweeted it. I mean, that was brilliantly done. Tom Verducci wrote it. And everybody who edited that thing and narrated that thing, it was really good. uh, And kind of a little bit of a history lesson. Listen, uh, there's a romance about baseball Mm -hmm. that does not exist in other sports. You can love the other sports. I get it. We love football. But the romance does not exist in football like it has and does in baseball. Now, the problem is there are fewer and fewer people as romantic (laughs) about baseball yeah. You know, and Correct. more and more people in love with football. And that's not a problem. It's just the difference. But I mean, the closest thing you can get to, like, kind of that feel for baseball that Scott just played or or kind of the feeling you get around opening day, if you really love baseball, is the autumn wind is a Raider. You ah, know, I, you know yeah. I mean, that's yeah. that's kind of it for baseball. Frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. Yeah, you know, yeah. Those, and I'm not like again. I'm not saying there's not history, there's not beauty about it, there's not poetry about it, and all that stuff. But it's just something different about baseball. And I know not everybody's in love with baseball. We're not going to talk all about baseball today. But uh, when this time of year comes around, or really when it's like April that mm-hmm. comes around, or pitchers and catchers. But I, honestly, I'm a huge baseball fan. I don't get that excited about pitchers and catchers. I used to more when I was up north. Yeah, because it meant maybe the spring was coming for sure. But uh, I, I understand that. If people don't, but for the people that do, uh, it's a cool day. And yeah. and again, I go back to what I said yesterday, and I got to take you back to what we were saying about a month ago, maybe two months ago, six weeks ago, whatever it was. Major League Baseball they better figure it out. The players and the, and the owners and and Manfred and I mean they looked bad for a while there, but people tried to go off the deep end and say, man, baseball's done if they don't figure this out. Baseball's done. I think people are jacked up about baseball. Quite frankly, I don't. I, just because they didn't see. start on July fourth doesn't mean that they lost this huge fan base. I think the numbers will be incredible. I think the ratings will be good. And then we'll see if it gets washed out a little bit by the NBA playoffs and and football. But you actually have a chance to capture uh, some some new fans uh, or bring some fans back over the next week, maybe even over the next couple months. Yeah, to me, with baseball, I mean, there's no
2: excuse now, right? So you're about to see how popular the sport truly is because the first couple weeks or so, I mean, yeah, you have, you know, like the – I call them scrimmages, basically, because I was watching them last night. But the NBA is having, the, you know, like their yeah exhibition games, basically, mm-hmm. and then you know the NHL starting later down the line. But right now, I mean, as far as team sports, yeah, you have your your premier soccer and anything like that, but. It's baseball in this country right now. So there's really no excuse of, well, I want to watch something else. No. I mean, right now the option is baseball. So I'm very curious to see how the ratings are going to be. Obviously, it starts out tonight, goes through the weekend, and I'm curious to see what those numbers are going to look like. Hey, news
0: out of baseball. Uh, it will be the Nationals and the Yankees tonight, and then the Dodgers and the, and the Giants, and the Nationals, of course, the reigning World Series champs. Juan Soto was a big part of that. Um, my family can't stand Juan Soto, uh, my wife and kids, because of how he uh, takes a ball. Uh, they, they, they get so bothered by it. I don't. I mean, he's a tremendous young talent. I'm that kind of kid. But they, they, every time Juan Soto comes to play, they, like, what is he doing? Like it bothers them yeah. how he uh, takes a pitch, uh, so it's kind of funny. But he, uh, this is not funny. He has tested positive for COVID nineteen, so he will not play tonight. And there we go. That's part of it. I mean, that's we are going to see that in every sport. NBA player coming up. It could be a playoff game. You hope it's not Game Seven, LeBron James or Anthony Davis or whoever it might be. But uh, Juan Soto is big part of the Nationals. Won't play tonight. And keep in mind. Baseball, you're like, eh, hey, one game out of 162 doesn't matter. Well, one game out of 60 does matter now. 60 mm-hmm. game season, everything matters. So, uh, not having Juan Soto tonight, I mean, I don't want to be over dramatic about it, but that will, there's a lot going on with just that one positive test. It's kind of the future of sports in the immediate, and that's what we have, and guys are going to miss games because of that. And also, in baseball there's this importance now on every game. I mean April, if you got off to a two and five start, it wasn't a big deal. Two and five start here in late July to begin the baseball season could be a big deal. What about dollars in the NFL? I was thinking of this coming up. There are some reports about you know this is the part of the negotiation we are at in in the nFL We know uh they're they're yet to officially say it because the nfl hasn't put a release out amongst anything but we know it's going to be 80 players we know there's no preseason games we know a lot of the parameters now they're trying to figure out the dollars remember that's where things got sticky with major league baseball and its players i don't think we're going to get that sticky but the big thing is the losses you take it'll be the least lucrative year in the nfl in a long long time because of covid19 and the lack of fans and everything else the losses they take Owners want to say, Hey, let's get them back next year, but we're going to have to take that away from the players and the salary and all that stuff. Well, veteran players are concerned about that and the players association concerned about that. That could mean a lot of guys losing jobs, people trying to fit under the salary cap. Instead, they'd like to spread it out over the length of the CBA or at least a longer term of some kind. So that's the debate going on. Uh, I, again, I think once you dive into the economics of this stuff, it's like, what are you talking about? You know, we can almost, well, hardly handle our own finances forget about the nfl's For sure. and millions and billions of dollars but what i was thinking coming up here is oddly enough i think like the jaguars are in could potentially be if they go to the quick turnaround of trying to reap some of the money back you know and get some of the uh get the returns quickly next year yeah they're in pretty good cap space Okay. going into next year so they wouldn't feel it as much as like the Kansas Citys and maybe the Philadelphia Eagles and the Patriots teams that are right up against the cap sure. and would have to cut guys. Yeah. The opposite of that from a player standpoint is is Johnny Gakwe and his representation keeping an eye on this because and could it influence him signing that franchise tender? The reason I say it is if they the determination is, hey, we're going to pull back some of the money as soon as next year, which yeah. means the cap could be lower next year, which means there's not a lot of available money for Jan to go get a long-term deal right away in 2021 or as much money and as many suitors, yeah. could that influence his decision to say, hey, I'm going to take my $18 million right now? And, and we'll see what happens down the road. The uncertainty could factor into maybe Jan's decision from an economic standpoint.
2: Yeah, I mean, but I think, to be fair with Jan's camp, I think they're more concerned about, listen, I mean, if there's going to be a football season here or not. I mean, obviously, if there's going to be a shortened season, teams are probably going to rely more on the NFL draft than they will on Yanni Ngakwe. And, you know, kind of like those middle tier price free agents right now. So I get what you're saying there. Um are they considering it? I'm sure they're considering all angles right now, you know, and, and obviously at the end of the day, like I've talked about it, it comes down to Yannick Kingakwe's decision overall. His agent can influence him one way or another, but I, I truly think whatever happens with Yann, it's going to be his call and his call alone, regardless of what, you know, maybe some people in his group
0: are saying to him. Other uh, headlines going around. The Washington football team. Yep. No longer the Redskins. Mm-hmm. Not yet the Red Tails or anything else. Yeah. But in 2020, they are going to be the Washington Football Team. Yeah. Until they decide, uh, the banner says Washington yeah. Football Team, established 1932. Yeah. Wild, wild. Yeah. They will go nameless essentially, in 2020. Which, and which to is be interesting. Fair, uh, it's interesting, but I'm not mad at it though. No, I mean like I, I'd rather have them
2: take their time. Do their due diligence and pick something that you know is going to mean something to a lot of people in that city, as opposed to just all right, well we got to let's hurry up and this, let's just risk it, you know, let's just fly by the seat of our pants here and hopefully this name works out. Like I like them taking their time. I like them getting input from obviously the city of Washington D.C. and I mean we're not going to call them the Washington Football Team. We're just going to call them Washington, just like we would call them, you know, we could call it Jacksonville or we play in Buffalo or you play in Minnesota. Like to me it doesn't bother me whatsoever.
0: LeBron James it bothered him just waking back up from my pregame nap to see about the Washington football team question mark, and then six crying emojis, or laughing emojis. Is that real? No way. Oh, man, they had a thorough, intense, long board meeting about that one, huh?
2: (laughs) I mean, yeah, listen, they did themselves zero favors in terms of how they announced it. I would just said, from now on, there's not going to be a team name, it's just going to be Washington. I wouldn't call the the Washington football team. Not
1: only was there a meeting about it, there was a committee that was formed at the meeting. Yeah. To give special attention to this. Well,
0: here's People the deal, have time though. On their hands. See, I will say this, and this is where I side a little bit with with Austin. Washington has done a lot of things that, well, let's just be honest, are not so great, mm. right? They've they've had a lot of uh, problems over the last couple of decades, really, with their their franchise. This might be like, why can't you just pick a name? And how long does it take? But Seattle, who now is the Kraken in the NHL, mm-hmm. I read something on there that they they put in like. A year and a half of work, essentially. See, I don't, I don't like the Kraken either. I don't like the Kraken. Well, I know, that's yeah, fine. Okay, but yeah. I'm just saying they put in a year and a half of work on their nickname. They had like uh, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of nicknames. It might even have been thousands. I think I might have read like 1,500. They narrowed it down and did a lot of work on like 100 different nicknames mm-hmm. before they got to the Kraken. Now, mm-hmm. whether they like it or not, again, the color scheme, all that stuff, that's, that, that's always going to be debatable. But that's how much work they put into that new NHL expansion team. So, uh, you know, I think people it matters to people what you're going to be called. And for the Washington uh, formerly Redskins, now the Washington football team, whatever they do decide on will likely be the future of uh, nickname for the next 50, 60, 70, 100 years. Yeah, well, and listen, and
2: I like Washington taking their time, doing their due diligence once again. But like to me, I hope they pick something that fits the city of Washington, D.C. This is why I don't like the name the Seattle Kraken. Because the Kraken has nothing to do with Seattle. Now I get it. You're you're on the Pacific Coast and you're close to water, so I get that part. But it's a mythological beast. Like to me, and come with me now, Scott. Talking to you as well here, the Seattle Grunge. I got you. Is, is there any better name for a hockey team than the Grunge?
1: That would be fantastic, man!
2: Especially to the city of you, Seattle, where it, it, you wear it was your flannels,
1: you come get bloody, you're yeah, gonna bang man, it out
2: tonight, exactly. Yeah, and maybe have like the uniforms be plaid. How cool would that be? So why I, didn't you enter the contest? I didn't know there was a contest. I'm sure there was a contest. Well, I I, I live but, in Jacksonville, and but keep I, I'm in a mind, understand. man, they,
1: they did so much work on this and and so much research and uh, so-called due diligence and everything. Yeah. You got this guy that comes and pulls a name out of a hat for the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. We think, what the hell? That's crazy. Yeah. And six months later, this is fantastic, and we're having so much fun with it. <laughs> it's a good point. You know, you you could have some fun with. The Kraken, if they own it, if they turn it into a thing, if they have a good time with it, uh, they can have a good time with Washington if they own it and they turn it into uh, something that's fun for the fans, but they don't need to be so uptight about it that they've got to worry about this whole image and legacy and so forth. It's a game. It's an entertainment product, and you've got people playing it at a high level. But the whole point is to have fun, to draw a crowd, to keep people entertained so that you're going to make some revenue, so that you're going to draw some fans, so we're going to have a good time.
0: Well, the marine industry is a big one in Seattle, so Mm -hmm. that was part of the Kraken, as from what I read at least, So obviously near the the ocean. And apparently part of it, uh, I read a little deeper dive on the Kraken, and they said there was this, like, Legend or mythology about Seattle, where like this sea monster lived underneath you know yeah. <laughs> the waters sure. and so therefore they came up uh, with the Kraken to kind of represent that as well. I mean, let see you could spin it any way you want I'm sure there's a great explanation for it, yeah. uh but uh usually people we say this all the time don't like it, don't mm-hmm. like uniforms don't that's the first reaction is nah, but Scott brings up a very good point. People said that about the jumbo shrimp, and ever since, it's taken off and been uh, highly but, successful. But to be
2: fair, the jumbo shrimp's point, though, I mean, that represents Jacksonville. I mean, sh- you know, the shrimp here are big in Jacksonville, obviously, with Mayport and everything. And I get the Kraken part being by the water once again. But to me, if I'm going to name a team, I want it to have something to do with my city.
1: Yeah, well, well, here's here's something else to consider about it also with Seattle. That's the birthplace of Starbucks, one of the most recognized brands on the planet. Their logo is the Siren. So they're they're oh, sticking with the concept. They're yeah. they're running with a in a People vein right there, yeah. and uh, it's it worked out pretty well so far on their first one. So maybe they did get a good positive response out of it. I, I will it, say this: it would be easier to push the Krakens than it would to be the Seattle Sea Monsters.
0: Yes. Yeah, although they could have had a lot of fun with that too. Seattle, by the way, I mean to me goes down as one of the great, um, you know, success stories—not on nicknames, but uniforms because of, like. Part of Seattle and the Seahawks being cool was the choice they made in their color scheme, their new uniforms, and then on top of that marrying success in that four or five-year run and Russell Wilson and Legion of Boom and all that stuff. And so that marriage of all that really helped, but it start like when I think of cool uniforms and new uniforms or new wave uniforms, I think of Oregon, sure. right? Because Nike, right there. But I think of the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, they've had one of the they're one of the great success stories of the last decade. Yeah. with all these
2: new uniform changes. Well, but be, I mean, keep in mind though too, they changed uniforms like a lot of teams do. They had success right away when they did it. True. And if the Seahawks would have had a bad season, have
0: been like, ugh, these neon yeah. green kind of things. I always said the two tone helmets would have been great if the change didn't stink. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, but you know, <laughs> yeah, but hey, here we are now. The, the other part about Seattle, too, like to your point, Scott, is like what they see themselves as, or what represents their city, and what we do three thousand miles away. Like mm-hmm. to your point, the grunge, you know, might be two different things. Like I don't know, I don't know Seattle well enough. I haven't lived there. I've yeah. I've been there for thirty six hours. That's it. But so what What you kind of see it internally versus the external view True. Uh, I mean, be different.
2: Uh, yeah, I guess that's kind of selfish of me to think about it. But, like, when I think of Seattle, the first thing that comes to my mind above Starbucks, I don't drink coffee, is grunge music. It's it's the birthplace of yeah. grunge. It would have been good, and, though, for yeah, hockey. It would have been yeah. a nice
1: fit. I, cool. You should have entered the contest. I, I, know. I go a little further back on that. It, uh, it's also the birthplace of Hendrix. And whatever else they ever do, they will always have given us the god of music. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm 100% all in with you on grunge. That would have been fantastic marketing. That would have been such a great opportunity. to you could have had a lot of fun with that. Yeah, and
0: especially in hockey.
1: You're yep. right. The yep. hockey, the hockey and, fit would have been good. And if they don't have a minor league team called that yet, they need to get on that project. <laughs> i was say.
0: Hope, hope this show makes it all the way to Seattle. There you go. Uh, There's there your suggestion <laughs> box. Uh, to seattle hey uh, a lot to get to here college football decision could loom as soon as tomorrow uh and not the true decision by conferences but the ncaa is meeting and there's some thought that that meeting a potential decision on what they say could force the power fives hand we'll have the latest on that any more updates to high school fall sports What's the latest on Duval County, Nassau County, Clay County? We'll see uh, what the latest is in that respect. NBA scrimmages are happening as well. Major League Baseball, we've got a lot of bets to lay down. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, we need to move this show to Vegas. We have so it, many man. bets. Uh, we'll it. have fun with that uh, as well. When we come back, the best part of the Jacksonville Jaguars in 2020, they might have the best or one of the best. In the entire National Football League. One of the best pools in the stadium. They might have the only one there. Well, there we go. One of the best Jumbotrons. <laughs> there Very good. Best Jumbotrons. I'm talking on the field. We'll talk about <laughs> it when we come back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Thanks for hanging out with us here on a Thursday opening day in Big League Baseball. Go Red Sox, even though you stink this year. <laughs> hey,
1: better, better, hey better, better, swine. Up to the plate, house, do your thing. My whole day's been going south Last thing
0: I need is you running your mouth One more strike and yeah, buddy, you suck out Hey, batter, batter, hey, batter, batter, swank Hey, batter, batter, hey, batter, batter, swank Hey, man, Scott's
1: all over it today
2: Who is that? I've never heard that song It's, it's going to sound bad, I'm sorry That is uh, Trent Tomlinson
0: Okay, gotcha I have heard the song, but I didn't know it was Trent Tomlinson.
1: I I stumbled across that one night doing a playlist for trivia, and I thought, you know, I'm not big on country music, but I like that song a lot. Yeah,
0: yeah, there we go. I like it. Thank you. Good Uh, good job. Scott's all over it today. Brett Martin of Austin Lane and Coos is on uh, vacation. Scott is in, and uh, good to have him again uh, all the way through tomorrow. Welcome to a Thursday edition. We've got Major League Baseball starting up. We'll have some picks, of course. Why not? You got to do it. Uh, we'll have some fun uh, little bets on the way, because that's what we do. Uh, see how many houses in a year I can lose uh, <laughs> is usually my goal. Who's who's going to win the prestigious Austin Lane leadoff hitter of the year <laughs> award? Or, oh, what new award will be recognized? <laughs> that's, true, that's true, too. Here on the show. Yep. Uh, Aaron Hicks came through poorly for you last year. Not the best. Not the best. <laughs> uh, Yankees Nationals, by the way, today on ESPN 690. That game will be right here. We've got baseball right here on ESPN 690 following the show. Just so a word
1: cool. of warning to my friends out in uh, in the Jacks Beach area or over in Arlington right along the river. If you hear some guy screaming, Nats baby, Nats baby, it's okay. My friend Drew is super fired up today. It's It's his time to go to church, so so, y'all yeah, just relax. Drew's going to have himself a good night tonight. That's
0: that, a baby, and you should. You know, uh, the World Series champs, that was a cool run. They don't have Anthony Rendon anymore. Uh, I think, yeah, he's an, he's an yes. angel. Yep. Uh, and the Angels are an interesting team and a lot of people counting them out because I think Rendon right now has an oblique uh, injury which that can be nagging. And also, every, everything I read says, well, Mike Trout's going to go home to be with his newborn when his wife uh, delivers. Well, like So you're, you're eliminating the Angels because he might miss a few games? I mean, I know the games are, are big, but I'm not sure I'm going to go crazy with that part of it, that he's going to go home and, and see uh, the birth of his child, and therefore the Angels can't compete, although it's a very uh, interesting division. There are some teams out there that normally, if you just kind of landed on the planet, that you would be like, really? They're good? Yeah, yeah. Well, and and I'll give you three of them right off the rip. The White Sox. Mm, uh, I might have them uh, in one of my picks here. The A's. Might have one. (laughs) Yep. And the Reds Mm -hmm. are getting a lot of attention. Yeah. They're getting a lot of attention. It's not your same old, same old. Now, the same olds are still there as well, to a degree. Yeah. uh, Like the Houstons and, and the Yankees. But uh, it's an interesting baseball season, and it would have been interesting at 162 games. It's even more interesting at uh, 60 games. Before we get to some baseball talk, which we'll have plenty of here on the show, uh, let's talk some football. That's what we do a lot of. And the Jags, uh, again, rookies, quarterbacks, injured players, uh, can be in there. Mm-hmm. Well. I have to keep telling you this, and and that's okay. I just want to remind you to be patient. This isn't what we normally do. It's not going according to what normally happens in the NFL. They're going in there and getting a test. For COVID-19 and basically turning around and leaving. Now, you can start with the playbook and all the, you start virtual meetings a little bit with the rookies and the quarterbacks can get ahead of the game. So there's some things to it. But in terms of just the normalcy of, hey, rookies are reporting in Tuesday, Veterans Report, I just want to keep reminding you it's not normal. We're still probably a a couple of weeks away from it feeling more like a normal training camp. And I'm not even sure we'll ever get to normal because there will be no fans out there at practices. Uh, But it could eventually get to, okay, now this feels like football season. They're out on the field practicing. Uh, It's just not happening anytime soon. The last few days, we talked about the Jaguars' offense and then their defense. You know the best part of their football team, which also tells you they might not be that great of a football team, but they might have one of the best units in the league. Is special teams. Sure, We're not going to sit here and dissect their special teams. But I think special teams are an interesting note. One, they had the best kicker in the game last year yeah. in Josh Lambeau. They have one of the best special teams coaches, coordinators oh, in yeah. the league. Yep. Most people would say that hands down. I mean, uh, one of. I'm not saying he is the best, but uh, one of the best. Mm-hmm. The Taub in Kansas City is always considered one of the greatest. Yep. Is he still doing it? He's still doing it, yeah, on yeah. yep. uh, uh, some of the Super Bowl, so yeah. what's up? So okay, on. that's yeah. right, So yeah. uh, and D. Camillus yep. uh, is Ooh. one of the best. I play with him in Chicago, and yeah, he's very knowledgeable, to say the least. So, I thought the Jags were pretty good on special teams last year. Their coverage was pretty good, uh, and they've added some things. Chris Claybrook's kid is interesting. Can Did they draft him in the seventh round to potentially be a return man? He can flat out fly. Mm -hmm. Uh, What will they do at that position? Kickoff returns or whatever kind of thing now. But the punt return, can if he can be a weapon there, it's a nice add. And the Jags are going to have to fill some blanks now and and fill some gaps with that good special teams. They need to play well on special teams if they are going to maybe upset some people. Remember, they're like an underdog in every game Mm -hmm. this year.
2: Well, and keep in mind, too, and let's not forget Logan Cook as well. Logan Cook has taken over as one of the best punters in the NFL. Even Tom Coughlin told us last year at a press conference to try to sell tickets that Logan (laughs) Cook had, what, the second-best net percentage in the entire NFL? I mean, say no more. Punting's taken care of. Brian Anger, we'll see you later, man. Third-round pick, we appreciate you, but we got Logan Cook now. No worries. And like you said, Josh Lambeau, one of the best to do it. His man ranking uh, personifies that, if you will. Listen, they always say, Brent, that special teams are are third of the game. And I truly believe that. In terms of momentum, in terms of trying to seal up a victory, special teams are extremely important. And I think when you mix it up with one of the best kickers right now in the NFL, a very good punter, one of the best special teams coaches, in my opinion, in the NFL, and then we'll see with the return, guys. Listen, you have one-third of the the field covered right now. You have one-third of your team that looks to be actually pretty extraordinary now, once again. The offense and defense have to do their job, but as special teams are concerned, it's not a bad thing, and nobody ever talks about
0: it. That's interesting. I'm looking, I'm just rolling through Twitter, and the Kansas City Chiefs just tweeted within the last minute, best coordinators in the business, and they're showing B enemy, and okay. they're showing, um, oh my gosh, just name just escaped me, uh, who's the defensive coordinator? It used to be in the New York. Uh well, no, it's not Sutton anymore. No. 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 Who they bring in. Oh, my gosh. I'll figure it out. But anyway, yeah. and so t- uh, the special teams comes to mind. <laughs> in Kansas City, we were just talking about it. Uh, but anyway, how much of a gain can you make? What the heck's his name? I got I'm looking it up right now. He was with the Giants. Spagnuolo. Spagnuolo. He was yeah, with the Rams. Giants. Okay. Spagnuolo. Yeah, 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 yeah Steve yeah. Spagnuolo, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, Correct. And gosh, I hate when that happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, how much, listen, I'm not going to sit here and over dramatize and get too excited about the Jaguars being good on special teams, yeah. but they, but they're good. You know, in a team that, that you can't rely on a lot, you don't know. There's so many question marks. It's pretty nice for Doug Marone to be able to say, like my kicker, mm-hmm. like my punter, like my special teams in general, because of my coordinator, he'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, the part of that is who do we have back there running special teams because, the last 10 guys on the roster are going to be tough to figure out. So that might be a little bit of a crapshoot. Um, but I think at least for Doug Moreau to be able to check some boxes on, on something on his football team, right? And yeah. say, Hey, I feel pretty good about this going into the year. Mm-hmm. And now let's just hope it lives up to what I expect. And, and, and by the way, when I say expect, I don't think we can expect Josh Lambeau to ever miss a kick again. <laughs> Yeah. you know no uh, I mean, he's, he's he's going to miss yeah um but you think that he's going to be pretty good he found something he feels good about his game and you don't do that you're not it's not fluky a uh, Tucker for Baltimore's it, been doing it for years and years and years yeah. now. That's not fluky. Venetieri yeah. did it for a long time. But I'm not R- necessarily but ca- comparing Lambeau to that, but yeah. if he does have another nice season, he is now going to establish himself as one of the best in the game. But keep in mind, Venetieri had a rough season last year. He did. Last know? year. I mean, yeah. Was, I mean, but I'm talking it, about it comes, over 20 no, something. He don't did. get me wrong, but I'm just saying if it goes wrong, it can go wrong real quick. Yeah. But I think we might be finding a Lambeau in, in just in the groove of his career. Sure. Right? Yep. Uh, so it, special teams. Now that you kind of know that you feel that way about the Jags, how much can it really help you? Like how much I like it's funny, right? Because if if you want to do coach speak, be like, well, special teams, special teams are really important. All your meetings, meeting, special teams hey, important. Special players play special teams, Brent, in case they, you didn't know that. You know, Tom Coughlin, when he came here, special teams important. And you know yeah. what? They did address it, and they, and they got better at it. In 17, it made a difference. I think last year at times it made a difference. So they put attention to it that maybe it wasn't as much in years past or years prior here in Jacksonville. I think good teams do have special teams. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if special teams are going to carry the water for you. Yeah. I think it's a complementary type thing. When you're not necessarily predicted to be a good team, how much can it help you? So here's the thing. When I think of a good special
2: teams team, let's just say, I think of the Baltimore Ravens like you mentioned with Justin Tucker. Now, I don't know how good they are on kickoff coverage. I don't know how, they, how good they are on punt coverage. All I know is that Justin Tucker, Brent... He's a weapon, right? Because when you pound the rock a lot like the Baltimore Ravens do, and say you get inside the red zone, you can't convert, well, you know dang well if it's like 40 yards or in, Justin Tucker's pretty much automatic. So that's a weapon. And it doesn't matter the weather either. If we're talking in the playoffs and it's snowing outside, I still like Justin Tucker's chances. Um Terry was like that you know, Indianapolis. Obviously he had the rough year last year. See, to me, yes, the Jaguars might have a great special teams unit. But how is the offensive unit and the defensive unit going to help that special teams unit out? Because we talk about Josh Lamble being a fantastic kicker. Great. Can you get the ball down inside the 10-yard line? Can you get inside the 20-yard line? Or are you going to have turnovers and not break midfield? You know, like that's a serious problem. So... I think that if the Jaguars' offense can help the special teams, once again, I say special teams, as in the fact that, listen, I'm talking to the field goal kicker right now, but in turn, with their defense, can their defense take a good you know, punt, let's say a punt inside the 10-yard line, can the defense in turn make that team go three and out? I mean, it does work hand-in-hand, hand, Brent, but I guess what I'm trying to say is, if you have a fantastic special teams, and you kind of have a mediocre, if below-average defense, and a
0: mediocre, below-average offense, to me, it means nothing. Yeah, I, I kind of feel that way, too. Like, I don't I don't have great examples of teams that, okay, they really struggled on offense, struggled on defense, and yet they're awesome on special teams, so they're going to the playoffs. I so, mean, it well, doesn't happen. It's a complimentary yeah. thing. And, and by the way, that's a drastic, broad-brush statement. Mm-hmm. I mean, you really got to quantify. Uh, again, we've seen it before, whether it was Scoby or even Lambeau, I believe, where you just don't get enough opportunities to kick mm-hmm. because your offense is struggling. I think he'll have opportunities because I think this offense is going to be move the ball more than people think. Like I think the offense going pretty good mm-hmm. and I think he'll have opportunities. And then it's about making the big kicks when you need to again. I, I just don't think he can count on people to make every kick. That's unrealistic, but he is kind of. Put the expectation almost at that level. He was so good last year. Yeah. And now I'm excited to see if he establishes himself as, like, one of the premier kickers in the game. I think he feels that way. So, again, I I see it as a complimentary thing. Um, but something that, that you can lean on, too, when you need to lean on it, and you can steal some things. Uh, can, can they steal a play here or there? You can't steal it with onside kicks anymore, right? It's not really a thing that, that you're going to go steal a possession, yeah. but can you steal an extra 20 yards on a punt return? Mm-hmm. Can you steal field position with Logan Cook and the way he's pinning guys deep and flipping the field? Well, those things matter in football games now. It takes one little deal to have a 65-yard kick and flip the field uh, from your punter, and that could change the whole whole dynamic of a game.
2: My only point is, and I hope Joe D. Camillus isn't listening right now. Cover your ears if you are. But, you know, coaches are always going to say, and I, I said it myself to open up this segment, special teams are one-third of the game. They're one-third of the game. They're that important. Okay. Okay. But like, but we could kind of talk about it a little bit, Brett. I can name you, you know, the best offense in the NFL, and you know what? More than likely, they're going to do something in the playoffs, right? More than likely, they're going to have a pretty good record. I can name you the best defense. For instance, last year, New England Patriots. Well, their offense kind of struggled a little bit, but they had the defense to stand behind, right? And in doing so, they had a pretty good record last year. I don't know who had the best special teams last year. And to be
0: fair, I'm not sure if it really mattered that much. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I can tell you this. I think the Jags did have, uh, to your point, maybe. I think the Jags had one of the best special teams shooting. Well, I don't know where they rank them. How they even figure that? Ten, out. Then. Yeah. I, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. I mean, I can't. I can't combat that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I would go for an encore performance just like it. Let's sure. just say that. Yeah. If I could sign up for that, and I know that's good, and I know Logan Cook's good, and I know Josh Lambo's money and I know my special teams aren't going to sit there and give up 25 yards on a return or a big touchdown return or those kind of things, not penalized and cost me yards, and you can clean, be clean in that part of the game. i tell you what, for this football team with a lot of question marks, it could be a really nice helper and a big thing to lean on for Doug Marone. I think that does help. Speaking of uh, Josh Lambeau, he has a, an event that he, he's helping out with uh, this weekend. It's called Run With the Pack Virtual 5K. It's really all weekend long uh it's it's on com, and you can get some of the information out there uh run with the pack virtual 5k and uh, it looks like it's a $20 sign up so a lot of the events have been doing this uh, where you can go run mm-hmm. obviously on your own and take part in what would normally be a 5k and he has such an affinity uh this is with first sisters uh for dogs and he's done a lot of work with uh, pups in, in the area mm-hmm. Um, and I think he has a couple of them, uh, and, and heck, even maybe more now. I, it, it got me thinking a little bit. Like, when I think of Josh Lambeau, I think of field goals are good, and I feel, uh, and I think of dogs. <laughs> well, he, he also plays the guitar too, doesn't he? He does. He's kind of a Renaissance he man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He, he was working on the, and playing some music. But it got me thinking, like, did you play with some guys or there's some guys that have this identity outside of football sometimes in mm. towns where you're like, hey, people know him for obviously what he does on the field. Yeah, but also this. That's kind of the way I feel about Lambo. See, uh, you know, it's interesting is Scoby had a similar thing, Sure, especially toward the end of his career. People started to know he could really play golf. Mm-hmm. And when we see Scoby, right, when people see Scoby, we have him on the show. What we talk about? We talk about, hey, football and, and the big kicks, and then we say, how's your golf game?
2: Sure, Every sure, time. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. it's
0: kind of interesting in that sense.
2: It's a good call. I'm trying to think, man. Like, um, and obviously Chris Conley, too,
0: being you know, the, the big surfer now as well. Like nobody, I mean, and Conley's got a lot going on because it was Star Wars oh, yeah, and, yeah. and now obviously a very prominent role uh, yeah. in, in what's transpired the um, last few months. I mean,
2: listen, like <sighs> – Obviously, the one that comes off the top of my head, it's not really a hobby. It's just I think he was ingrained with this, but Austin Pastor, you know, uh, offensive tackle, like just the sheer genius of that dude to literally be a human calculator in any number combination you throw at him, whether it's division, whether it's uh, multiplication, he can name in in a second, you know, and I'm talking like four or five digit numbers a pop. Um, The guy has no problem doing that. And obviously, I think you've heard that story before. I mean, he's kind of put that out there um for people to see so it's not really hidden if you will uh, that's a really great question i wish i had a little time to think about it um maybe we can go to back think to of other yeah.
0: jags who maybe have had kind of that uh you know again we just mentioned the kickers but even from like a quarterback perspective like Gerard got into the gym stuff uh later mm-hmm. on uh, you know made a way minshu you kind of you, you you know the off the field stuff, yeah, but it's more style, yeah, yeah. than it is that he's into something. You know, I think the closest thing might have been his RV trip, yeah. But so Mince, uh, Jeremy Mincey, oh, he's, 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 yeah. he's got we his own, some,
2: he's got his own recording did studio, some man. We on Mincey yeah. at the time and, with that, and that dude, like, he, he's doing really well for himself from, from what I have heard. I haven't talked to him in a
0: second, but I'll tell you, there's, there's a, there, there's more to that because like. Um, uh, there have been guys I think that have even owned like their own uh vineyards when yeah. it comes to wine, like in the n f l and now i, I don 't have a name top of my head, but a lot of guys are interested in that stuff, sure, and I think around the league there are things like that where guys are associated with mm-hmm. but anyway, Lambo kind of got me thinking about that because yeah, Lambo, when I think about him obviously. You know he resurrected his career here in Jacksonville. Had an unbelievable season last year, but then the next thing I go to before music and maybe the music stuff will 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 hit big. Yeah, is is uh, his affinity and what he does uh, charity charity wise uh, for dogs. Yeah, and uh, I think that's kind of cool. So this one is run with the pack uh, to to benefit First Sisters once again. runsignup.com. dot com. We can share some of that information, uh, but it's all weekend long a virtual 5k it's 20 bucks uh to get in and uh help out uh, the charity for josh lambo and hopefully josh has a big year uh once again we've been in luck with josh's as kickers Mm -hmm. here in jacksonville with a lot of success we're gonna take time out we come back more football talk talk. we'll catch you up on the latest with the nfl the nfl pa at the top of the hour florida state's supposed to play west virginia in one of the kickoff games in Mm -hmm. atlanta Is it going to happen? What about those games? Will they get renewed at a later date if they don't happen? What about playing those games without fans, if that's the case? Is it still worth it? We'll have the CEO of one of the kickoff classics coming on with us at the top of the hour. Uh, in just a bit on ESPN 690+. plus, Baseball predictions are on the way. What's the latest with the NBA? And uh, everything going on in the world of sports will keep you up to date, including high school, fall sports. What are the other counties saying about it now that we know St. John's County and Columbia have been pushed back to August 17th. A lot to uh, get to here. A couple hours left on a Thursday. Glad you're along with us. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Now, back to Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and in the iHeartRadio app.
1: I believe in the church of baseball. I've tried all the major religions and most of the minor ones. I know things. For instance, there are 108 beads in a Catholic rosary and there are 108 stitches in a baseball. When I learned that, I gave Jesus a chance. It's a long season and you got to trust it tried them all, I really have. And the only church that truly feeds the soul day in, day out
2: is the Church of Baseball. I thought it would be Scientology. She had me. What movie? <sighs> um, that would be Bull Durham.
1: That's correct. So I was going, got it. going
2: with it. I was, I was hoping I was right, so I wanted to put you on. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I haven't seen the movie in like 15 I actually years. I just too. saw it
0: like three weeks ago. I probably would have guessed something different. Sure, sure. <laughs> but I saw it on and uh, and started watching it. Yeah, I'm not one of those guys who's seen like Bull Durham like five million times, like okay. a lot of people have. Yeah. I don't see any movie that many times. But uh, <laughs> you don't see a lot of movies anytime. <laughs> I don't see yeah. a lot of movies at all. It's, and I certainly it's got don't a, see it.
1: a couple of really great quotable lines in it. But it lends itself so dramatically to baseball. Baseball has so many quotable elements in the movies and songs and all that. You don't get that for football. You don't get that for track and field. You don't get it for golf, with the exception of Happy Gilmore. Yeah, you know, it's it's just for check. okay. All right, but that's a family yeah, radio point. show, so we can only play <laughs> some of that. Uh, it's a good point, <laughs> though. Yeah,
0: listen, baseball movies are fantastic, uh, no doubt about it. Uh, Brent Martineau, Austin Lane, that's Scott uh, in for Coos. You know. It was, it was awesome, and we appreciate the bosses uh, here at at the, on the radio side uh, and TV side, but yeah. on the radio side today because uh, they dropped off some lunch yes. for us. And you know what? When I saw that was happening, I think I got an email about it like on Tuesday. Yep. I was kind of silently fist pumping. Yeah, because Coos isn't here. <laughs> and Coos loves that yeah
2: he's all for it man. he's all for it well, but how many
0: times will we get something dropped off
2: just gonna say this and Coos yeah.
0: won't even tell us just gonna say it all of a sudden you walk in there at like five o'clock and there's picked food. out yeah oh there's all this pineapple pizza in there or, who wants or that? we brought our own or yeah. we well, like I always bring my my own you bring your own yeah. it's not even worth telling you but like i'm kind of scrambling around to find what sure. i'm gonna have for lunch yeah. and bam it was right here the whole time yeah I was ex, I planned for this one. I said, I'm not bringing anything in. I didn't eat lunch. I'm ready. <laughs> See, no, that's kind
2: of risky though, because you gotta remember how much food are they actually gonna bring in for people. Well, spoiler alert, because I'm not sure how many people right now are actually in the building, but there is a full spread. I mean, you're good for the next two
0: weeks, Brent, really? if you wanted to be. Is that yeah. much? And, a lot and of food. By the way, like, there's really not a lot of us in the building. Yeah. These days. No, no, we're,
1: we're we're still working on Skeleton Crews right now. Yeah. and. Uh, that does not look like that's changing anytime soon.
0: I don't think it is. Yeah, a lot of folks still uh, working from home, uh, both on the radio and TV side uh, here. Did you see uh, – I have two quick thoughts. In uh, mm-hmm. top of the hour, we're going to talk a little college football, and we got our baseball bets coming up. How many people have called you, texted you, whatever, from yeah. Wisconsin or other places, <laughs> and, and checked up on you in the last, like, two weeks? Yeah. A, a lot. A lot? <laughs> yeah. And I'm, dude, I'm, and I'm talking, like, people,
2: like, family members, or, like, just friends that I probably legitimately haven't talked to in, like, four to five months. Like, like just out of the blue. Tenfold. Hey, you guys tenfold, staying safe over there? Tenfold
0: of that of a hurricane. Oh, without a d- no one cares about a hurricane for me, unfortunately. Oh, yeah, yeah. I get people. Like, yeah. my mom. Like the, the amount of times my mom calls, like, around <laughs> hurricane times or yeah. if she saw weather or a bad storm or a tornado potential or whatever it is, yeah. which I appreciate from mom. But, yeah. like, call, I'm telling you, the amount of times my mom has called me, yeah. like, might be on, like, the every, like, 10-hour schedule. In fact, she told me, I called her yesterday, I think it was on the way up, yeah. and she said, you know... I was gonna call you this morning and see how you were doing, but I was like, you're probably getting tired of me asking you how you're doing. <laughs> so she actually observes it now. She now she knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, mom, will you stop watching those news channels? Right, right. Like, but I didn't. I didn't. I'm, I'm not telling her which news channel to watch. I just said all of them. Stop watching yeah, the news yeah, channels. Yeah. They're telling you the based on okay. whatever side you want to hear you and i right now brent we're okay we're better than they're telling
2: you we are correct in florida and it's funny too because i'm not gonna call anybody out here but i've gotten a couple facebook messages and i've gotten one text with this exact phrase what are you guys doing in Florida right now? Well, like it's like it's my fault, But that's though. a
0: year-round question.
2: Well, that's a good <laughs> point, but obviously related to COVID-19 right Florida now. Man, you know, like, Florida man, Florida man. What are you guys actually doing right now? Like, like it's my fault. Like I'm leading the charge here and saying, nah, dude, like, I don't know. Hey, I'm just trying to do my best with my family, okay? I can't control, you know, however many, you know, th- 100,000 people are here in Jacksonville. They can do their own thing. All
0: I know is that I'm trying to do the best I can. It's not my fault. I'm doing fine. Yeah. We're fine. Yeah. But can you imagine what's being said on some of the news channels for everybody who have called you that that's calling you? Like Yeah. Even my dad called. Like recently,
2: even my pops texting me <laughs> and like, we talk, maybe like every once in like three or four months. And it's like, hey, I saw
0: that, you know, you guys stay in safe. What them. are they saying? Like, I don't watch this this well, stuff. So he, what is being said? Honestly, like, I get the numbers are, that, are higher. That's what
2: it is, Brent. That, that's exactly what it is. It, it's the numbers, because the numbers show that. Listen, let's be honest. here. And I don't get really political. But if you if you have a, you know, a surging rate of numbers, you have the highest numbers maybe in the country. Well, that's going to show that people are obviously a little more casual of how they feel about COVID-19. It's That's simple math. So, like, I think when people see the numbers, it's like, whoa, they're so drastically higher than where I'm at. Like, are you guys really okay over there? But, like, once again, and I don't know that the, the numbers technically are, but, like, if I was to get COVID-19, obviously it would be horrible, and, and I'd be bummed about it. But I will try to get better, and hopefully I would. I mean, I, I don't think it would be fatal for me, knock on wood, but – For whatever reason, when people see those numbers and they see those charts, Brandon, they see the state of Florida is just kicking everybody's butt right now. It gets on people's radars.
1: We're yeah. number one. Yeah, like, We're number
0: one. Yeah, USA, baby, we're number one. Wouldn't you have been somewhat disappointed if we wouldn't be in the history books here in the state of Florida in some capacity? <laughs> well, and, and number two, though, are you surprised? I mean, are you really surprised? That's what I'm saying. Though? Yeah. i mean, like, when hey. they write this story someday, Florida had to be there's a There's a reason the why Florida's always been the
2: day. biggest spring break destination of college students, okay? Because,
0: once again, anything goes in Florida. I'm going to say. I kind of wanted us to be right. I mean, I definitely wanted us to be right. Like, when they opened everything up, and now we got everybody saying, See, I told you. I know, man. Like, I want to, like,. See, to me, Florida was kind of the cool kid
2: for a little bit because we had the UFC coming to town. Yeah. All of a sudden, Elon Musk was talking about coming to Jacksonville. And now it's like, oh. And people were a little jealous of us for a oh, bit, yeah, right? Because they yeah. were like, oh,
0: man, I'm locked in my house. I am yeah. here. They won't Not open me. anything up. I'm going to the beach dogs At tonight, they- baby. I'm sipping <laughs> a little mojito." Tai. <laughs> Three up? weeks later, here yeah. we are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just stop calling me, people. I'm fine. I'll let you know if something's wrong.
1: Yeah. that's what Facebook's for. But here's here's the thing, though. We got baseball. It'll be okay. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. We also will we have college football. Mm. Uh, big that's decision not going to be day, okay potentially if we don't. on that. And uh, what about Florida State, West Virginia? We go up to Atlanta. Coming up next, Action Sports Shacks on ESPN six ninety.
2: This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently